Hello everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurs Talk Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneurs. In today's debrief episode about Imali Pay and the conversation I had with Sanmi Akinmusire, I have the pleasure to welcome Jason. Hi Gerald. How are you doing Jason? Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, it's been really enjoyed that conversation. I think uh, uh, it's a rare breed to find someone who's been uh, funded pre-seed in Africa. But um, through that conversation, we can hear why. I, I feel that he's a very talented uh, man and, and I can see why the, the VCs and, and angel investors have backed him. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, pre-seed is, is not something easy and, and, and common uh, in Africa. And I think our, our audience, those who has listened to the episode already have uh, a clearer insight of why he have been able to achieve that. And mm-hmm. for those who haven't and is listening to the debrief, I highly recommend you to listen to the full episode um, I hosted with uh, Sanyak in Musire. So what are, what are, what are your thoughts, uh, Jason? Yeah, well, I think uh, for me, uh, very much so. And, and I, I want to point out that he almost makes everything seem very simple, you know, in the way he puts out uh, how he approached it and, and how he has moved on. Uh, but that is something that's very difficult to do. And, and I think that is testament to, to him and his team and how they've been able to, to go about their journey. But one thing he identifies at the start, which I think is so key, um, and even uh, for myself, I, I like to highlight it, is focusing on the problem rather than the solution. And, and we did a lot of research around this, uh, around, uh, around, the, around the problem. And then we, were, we, we spent the next few months thinking, how would we like to approach that problem? Um, and then when we were very clear as to how we wanted to approach that problem, particularly in a way that is uh, unique to our, our needs on this continent. You know, he says he puts a lot of focus on the problem before they even started developing anything or, or started looking at the solution. They researched the problem, they made it clear, they understood the problem before they took that next step. And I think that is such a key element for uh, entrepreneurs out there to, to think about and to focus on is that problem rather than the idea for a solution. Um, and, and the way he raised it, it was, was so interesting. Absolutely. And the, the other thing that he did, and which is also very, very give, gives an insight of how clear sighted he is uh, about uh, how he wants to move forward and, and achieve the objective that they want to achieve is uh, when he said they assess their approach. Um, we now decided that we were going to design our, our goals and our milestones. And, and then we decided that uh, uh, we were going to break the milestones down. And then within each milestone, we were going to be very clear as to what we wanted to achieve, how we were going to achieve it, and what resources we would require to achieve those goals. Broke, broke it down into milestone and further broke it down onto how we're going to achieve those milestones. It, it gives you a clear insight of what the vision the, him and his team have and how they're going to execute it. And as you said, I think that that was probably, we don't know, but that was also maybe probably the. Um, one of the key reasons that have allowed him uh, and Imali Pay to, to actually be funded pre-seed. Um, super interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And, and I, even in his words of advice, uh, he, he mentions start small um, and then grow. And the ability to section off or 
or or have these small goals and focus points in their milestones it enables you to take on that that big audacious goal um, of you know changing changing the environment around us if you look at it in the big picture sometimes it seems overwhelming but the way he was able to break it down into segments and, and get those goals and as he says you know show that traction he you know, not all of us may not all be as lucky enough to have uh, money to put into our companies or the friends and family, but that doesn't mean there isn't things we can do to get that traction, to get our first customers uh, or to prove that those customers are there. And he shows that by saying he had a clear vision of what he needed to do before he went to the funders. He had a clear vision of what he needed to do to get his first customers. And like he says, you know, make your first sale. Get your first customers because at the end of the day, that is what will prove it. He, he compares some of the American and European companies that get funded with an idea. I think the African ecosystem is quite far from that. You know, you yeah. need to have some proof in the pudding. You need to have some proof behind it before people will willingly put their money into, into your organization. And, and I think the way he, he lays that out is, is, is really interesting and really key for any aspiring entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There was there, there was another point which uh, which actually made made me feel good about our jurisdiction. Uh, uh, Mauritius is um, when he says one of the main challenges uh, fintech innovators such as Imali Pay faces uh, on the continent is is the lack of proactiveness of the regulators and regulation in itself. And we are lucky enough that our jurisdiction um, has been proactive in that sense, where here yeah, we have a regulatory sandbox where we can, where the private sector can collaborate with the public sector, with the regulators themselves, and 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 work together to come out with frameworks uh, into which those fintech players can evolve. Um, but, yeah. That on one side. On the other side, um, we also need to understand that, you know, fintech is something new. Uh, well, for us, at least, you know, on, on our yeah. side of the of the planet, it is something that is that we are discovering and we are now evolving uh, into. And we cannot expect regulators to be on top of that. Like they are barely understanding what's happening. But the, yeah. the good thing is that they are open to, to receive uh, advice and suggestions and ideas and, and, and work together to, to craft the framework. Yeah, and I think what you mentioned there is really key. Yes, you know, uh, like you put the example of Mauritius being proactive and having a, uh, a sandbox set up for the for the regulation, uh, sorry, for the regulations associated with fintech. But as we, you point to uh, Funke's episode with Paul, um, as with that, he, the private sector, led that conversation in going to the government and saying, "Hey guys, we need something to work with here. We need a way to to explore these new technologies." And I think that's an important piece. What you say is that it is also up to us as entrepreneurs, as as you know, uh, disruptors, to also not treat the regulators as the enemy, but try and treat them as partners and go with the journey together. So I think there's uh, there's responsibility on both sides of that. 
there's the responsibility of the, the, the government and the regulations, but there's also the responsibility on the private sector and entrepreneurs to, to have that conversation, to raise that conversation uh, in order to push uh, the boundaries further. That's the key point here, conversation. Make yeah. it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, finally, my, my last point on, on, on that great interview was, again, with his funding process and, and uh, how he speaks about the learning process he had with, with, with his pitches and his funding. And I'll tell you something, the pitch process is a learning process, right? You learn a lot. And as long as you are able to, to listen to the feedback that comes to you, not all feedback, I would tell you, is objective, right? But as long as you're able to identify the very the objective feedback, you take it on, uh, you absorb it to the best of your ability, and you take it into consideration as to how you redesign your product and uh, your offering. Um, ultimately, you should get to that goal. I think that piece is a, a nugget of of golden information for entrepreneurs. Now, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs push the same pitch again and again and again, and then ask, "Why haven't I got funding?" Um, the way he sees it is every pitch is a, is a new way to learn, a new way to adjust. You have to be able to take criticism, to be able to take the pointers in order to get better. Now, I'm not saying that you'll always get good, good advice, that that's not the case. You have to be you know, conscious of, of what is good and what fits you. But at the same time, you have to be flexible. You have to be agile, as he mentions, and you have to be willing to adapt yourself to what is around you. And I think the way he approached his, his pitching journey as, as a learning journey, rather than him pushing something, I think is key to why he was, uh, you know, why he gained uh, funding. Yeah, absolutely spot on on that, Jason. Thank you so much for your thoughts, for sharing your insights on, on our conversation uh, with, uh, with Sanmi. Uh, as always, Jason, it's a pleasure to, to have you on the, on the episode. Thank you to the audience for listening to us. And if you've liked us, leave us a review on uh, social media, be it Facebook, be it our LinkedIn page, uh, or leave us a, a rating on, uh, on your podcast listening app. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know and get your feedback. Know what we're doing good, what we're not doing good, and what would you like to hear from us? What, um, what next step you would like us to, to take and how we can bring more value to you and to your podcast listening. So thank you so much and uh, see you next week for more inspirations and actions from across the continent. <laughs>